Would you stand with us, please, while we read from Hosea chapter 9, and we're going to read five verses, and then bring the message to your hearts. The Bible said, Rejoice not, O Israel, for joy as other people. For thou hast gone a whoring from thy God. Thou hast loved a reward upon every corn floor. Uh, the poor and the winepress shall not feed them, and the new wine shall fail in her. They shall not dwell in the Lord's land, but Ephraim shall return to Egypt. They shall eat the unclean things in Asherah. They shall not offer wine offerings to the Lord, neither shall they be pleasing unto him. Their sacrifice shall be unto them as the bread of mourners, and all that eat thereof shall be polluted. For their bread shall not, for, for their bread, for their soul shall not come into the house of the Lord. What will you do in the solemn day and in the day of the feast of the Lord? Our Father, we pause now to say thank you for Jesus. We bless your name for what you've done for our hearts this week. I thank you, Lord, last night for dealing with my own heart. God, I pray now you'll take this congregation. Lord, give me their attention. Lord, I pray that we might have the seriousness. May it be an attitude of prayer. May we realize the gravity of this moment. Oh, our Father, may we say nothing that would be offensive to the Holy Ghost. May we do nothing that would quench the Spirit of God. Our Father, we wait upon you for the results of this hour. We'll thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. I tried to seek the face of the Lord about the message, as I always do. As I told you last night, we felt the moving of the Lord in this direction. You know, a lot of folks think, well, you preachers just pick out what you want to preach, but if you're God's man, you know that's not so. You've got to mind the Lord. Let me say something to some young preacher here tonight that's maybe just started or not been preaching long. Don't ever get afraid of a congregation. Don't ever do that. If you preached this morning or a Sunday morning on the prodigal, and you come back tonight and God said, I want you to preach on the prodigal, just go ahead and preach on the prodigal. And if you come back on Wednesday night and God said, I want you to preach on the prodigal, just rear back and preach on the prodigal. And then next Sunday morning, if you get up and God said, I want you to preach on the prodigal, I mean, just like you hadn't preached on it in six months, rear back and let her go. Don't ever think you've got to pick out something that 
they've never heard about. Because, folks, there's no new ones in here. They're all old and tested and tried. And they'll work. Uh, they don't need a whole lot of you. We just need a whole lot of him. And uh, a young preacher one time wrote back to the old preacher and said, uh, I'm in a mess. And the old preacher said, uh, what in the world's wrong? He said, I, I've been here on this field for six months and I've preached everything in the Bible. So what in the world am I going to do? Well, he said, just start over again. Anyway. Tonight, we're living in a sad act. In many ways, it's a sad act. There's people today that are drunk on amusement. Drunk for the need of amusement. I was reading some time ago where one of the well-known names of comedy has retired at an unbelievable figure that states his financial standing. That man's made that money with the ability to make man laugh. There's many men in this world like that. Skeleton, Hope, Inez, and many other names are on that ledger of so-called fame. But God said to Israel here, I don't want you to rejoice. God said to Israel, you've come down to a solemn day. You've come to a time when I'm going to have to deal with you. You've come down to an hour when your laughing is all over. Then God comes down in verse 5 and poses a question to be considered by Israel and said, what are you going to do in that solemn day? Do you know there's some of you sitting here right now? The kids are all healthy. Their cheeks are rosy. Got a little wad of money back on your hip pocket and Carl start at the turn of a switch and you walk into a pretty reasonable, comfortable home and you give God no consideration whatsoever in the world. Some of you, God bless your heart, have just about shot your fist in the face of Almighty God and you've got the audacity how to walk around saying I'm lucky. The most sickening display of stupidity that I know is a man that'll take the blessings of God and then call it love. That's you, you're dumb. It's not luck, it's the blessings of God. Amen. I'm sick and tired of this crowd rubbing a lucky buckeye 
are looking up at a four-leaf clover. God bless your heart. Rubbing some lucky beads. I'm going to tell you all good and perfect gifts. Come down from God on high. How dare you say lucky. Them old lungs in your body that's taking in oxygen and letting it out. What are you having to do to do that? That heart that's laying in there doing her job, squeezing blood up through your veins. Are you having to holler down there and say, go ahead and do it? God bless your heart, even as honry and cussed as some of us are. God still lets you. Amen. Amen. He looks Israel over and said, I don't want you to rejoice. He said, what are you going to do in that solemn day? I want to consider, first of all, a solemn day that's heaven for some of us. Maybe me, maybe you, but a solemn day is on the way. God's tried to deal with you. God's brought you into churches and got men to preach a message to you with a broken heart. You sit there in an arrogant spirit and you turn it off like water off a duck's back. I'll tell you, God bless your heart tonight. God's able to bring you down. As well, listen, just as easy as God lets you stand up straight, God can bring you down without a moment's notice. God don't have to tell you, hey, I'm going to let you be sick tomorrow. God don't have to tell you anything. You crawled out of a bed and your feet hit the floor this morning. You felt good. You run down to the job and said, I'll make my eight hours. I'm going to tell you right now, whether you know it or not, the goodness and mercy of God followed you down there and brought Amen. you back home. It had nothing to do with your ability. Amen. I remember a little boy, God bless his heart. He's in heaven now. Big old man. I believe he's one of the big, one of the strongest, biggest men I was personally ever acquainted with. I'd try to witness to him. Oh, I've done it so many times. And usually I'd see him at one place uh, when I'd get a chance to see him at this business. And I, I'd, I loved him. I mean that. I really loved him. And I remember I'd walk up to him, call him by name, and I'd say, boy, I'm praying for you. You ought to get saved. I remember so well. He's big. He weighed, oh, I don't know. I guess he weighed well over 400 pounds. Now, I don't mean now. I'm not talking about just a big old lard fat. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about a man that could. He had shirts. and He, he got a kick out of just flexing his muscle and just splitting his shirt sleeve like there's nothing. I mean, he was a man. And I'd say, boy, I'd like to see you get saved. But I had many times. He'd take me, you know. And just put his arm around me. And just like a vice, put it up around me. And then he'd holler to the fellow and say, Hey, old preach trying to get me to get religion. <laughs> hey, said, come on out here. I'm going to tell old preach one. Well, they wasn't no getting away from him. Why, listen, he could have squeezed me to death. I couldn't have got away from him. He just told me, said, you want to hear one preach? And I said, no, I don't want it. I want you to get a Oh, said, hey, look at it. Said, preacher, you want to hit me in the chest? Said, hit me. Hit me just hard as you can. That old boy joke and make fun. I'd say, boy, you ought to get right with God. 
You ought to get saved. I love you. I oh, said, preacher, I like you too. I don't need religion. I said, I'm not trying to get you to get religion. I want you to get born again. I want you to get saved. He just laughed. You know, hold on. He said, you want, said, you want me to turn you loose, preacher? Well, I just had to stand there and they turned me loose. They wasn't going to get in the way. And, and you know, he, he listened. He just laughed. He said, oh, Blue, he's trying to get me. I get in the chair and said, your baptistry ain't big enough to baptize me in. Just make a joke out of it. And you know, I've done that for, oh, I think about three years. About three years, first time I met him. Till one morning, my phone rang. You know, you'd had to change job. Now, this happened right here in Chattanooga. You'd had to change job, and the company you was going with required a full physical. And uh, this, uh, he went over to the hospital, and the doctor said, we're going to put you in the hospital for just this good physical checkup. And then you'll be okay, okay. They put him in the hospital. And the little uh, laboratory technician came up and said, I I've got to get some blood. Oh, he said, just help yourself. Said, all kinds of it. Said, you want a gallon? And just put a speaking right in there and turn her on. He is a big jokester. I'm going to tell you, smart Eddie. You joked your way, some of you, just about as far as God's going to let you do it. Uh, you tried to be the hard ahead. You tried to act like you didn't need God. You walked in out of churches like you've done God a favor. But God's sick and tired of your smart attitude. You said, how do you know? He'd been a hold of me. That's how I know. Amen. That old boy went in. Said, yeah. He said, just take all the blood you want. Oh, I got you said he is tough. Now you listen to me, boy. I saw birds like that. And you may act tough to them. But I saw fellas that said they is tough when it come down to this point, whine and cry, just like a little baby. See, you're not tough. You think you're tough while you're well, but you let that solemn nail sickness come, and you're not tough at all. Amen. Amen. Now that little old mother you was talking about. You know what? I haven't been up to the hospital, but if I have a betting man, the gambling man, as sick as she is, I dare say she ain't going to be. Now, you, if you want to just tag something tough, if you want to tag something, I guess you got the wrong tag on the wrong person. Amen. <laughs> oh, you let God's young and walk through the valley. They got somebody with them. Amen. <laughs> And hot shot, when you start through, there ain't nobody with you. Amen. Now you said you're going to make me mad, Ali. Where are you going, boy? You're already on your way to hell. Where are you going? Yes. I tell you, somebody said, that's tough. Well, let me tell you right now, it didn't take one of them little mamby-pamby, pussy-putting, ear-tickling fellas to get me. It took somebody to look me in my God-given eyeballs and tell me where I was heading. Amen? I think sinners, if there's anything about them, they want to know the truth. Amen. They're tired of these little sermonettes. I know they didn't do me no good. I was helping Daddy bootleg when I was 12 years old. Bootlegging whiskey out the back door to preachers and deacons and singers in the choir. I saw all of that mess. And I tell you right now, I'd look at them and laugh and said, Fully on it! But one day there's an old preacher took the word of God and cut me all to pieces. Amen. And he never played around about it. I mean, he let the hammer down. Yes, sir. I got saved. I never said I got decisions. I got born again. Amen. 
I got to eat up with it, but that old boy said, "Yeah, hey, I got plenty of blood. Just help yourself, help yourself." Oh, don't you get the ad- attitude? He's tough. He wasn't tough. After a while, little blood technician back and said, "I'm sorry," I said. Something must have went wrong. I've got to have some more blood. Oh, he said, just help yourself. I said, just got all kinds of. But after a while, the doctor came back, called him a name, and said, the young lady must have done something wrong. We're going to have to get some more blood. Well, he said, doctor, doctor. Yes, said, just help yourself. I told him a while ago, I got plenty of it. So just help yourself. Big old arms, you know, great big old monster of a man. Doctor took some blood and went down to the laboratory and put it on some glass and looked in. A little while he come back down the hall with a sobbing woman by his side. That big old giant's wife. Walked in the room and said, What's the matter, honey? What you crying about? Not what's wrong with my wife, the doctor said, sir. Sit down. No, sir, what's the matter, honey? What you crying? Doctor said, sir, sit down. She said, honey, sit down. Sit down. Big old giant sat down on the side of the bed. What's the matter? The doctor said, we wonder you, I guess you wondered why that we had to get blood three times. Said, I'm sorry to have to tell you. Said, I know we're right. Said, you got the worst kind of routine. What you gonna do in that solemn day of sickness? He'd made fun of me. I mean, he'd make a big joke out of me and my God. But all of a sudden, over in East Chattanooga, my phone rang. Mm-hmm. Crying woman on the other end said, Preacher. My husband wants to see you. Yeah. Huh? No. Mm-hmm. I ran and got on the elevator, went up the seventh floor. I forgot the number of the room. I ran down, down looking in the doors. I went by the seventh floor. I never will forget what I saw as long as I live. I'll never forget it. I run and look in a door. And laying up in that bed was that mountain of a man. And he had this sheet like this. And you could just see his eyes. I ran in and called him a name. You think he wanted me to tell you the truth? You think he wanted me to turn the TV on so he could see red skin? You know what he was saying in sobs that was broken? Preacher, preacher, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm dying. You go on, boy. You go on, young lady, and try to act tough. But when you come down to that solemn day, you ain't tough. Amen. Right. You know what? He, you you can't guess what he asked me to do. I mean, he wouldn't even give me time to sing a song. 
He never even gave me time to get my testimony You can't imagine what that big old tough man wants. Before I hardly got in the door, he said, tell me one more time how to get born I want to know one more time. Now you talk about a feller easy to lead to the Lord. You talk about a boy, I didn't have to twist no arm. I didn't have to preach no sermons. I didn't have to stop the floor. I told him how to get born. You know what he was doing? He said, uh-huh. Yes, sir. I see it. Yeah, I do. Shaking with pray right now. Boy, that life's a flicking away from you like that. Every second never will come back. Suddenly, it's Jesus you want to know. Amen. I led him to the Lord. Well, weight dropped off of him like he wouldn't believe. He he couldn't sing. Honest, he couldn't. He said, preacher, let's sing amazing grace. He led doctors and nurses to Christ. Boy, I tell you right now, that last day, blood ruptured out through his skin. Last day is as pale as mine. He said, preacher, preacher, just sing it one more time. We sing, Oh, you said, I don't care nothing about that. Oh, you don't now, but you get down now, you'll care about that. Oh, no, no, no. See, you're a rough boy. You're one of them cool cats. You don't dig this at all, do you? This ain't groovy, is This ain't a way out, is But you get down there, boy, this will sound good. Yeah. You say, you better be easy with me. You run me off. I'm tough. I won't come back. This will go with you, boy. Yeah, this will go home and get in the bed with What are you going to do in that solemn day of sickness? Oh, you said I'm ready to talk to sinners. Hold it back, Slider. I want to talk to you. You've run off and said, well, I got tired of living with all them hypocrites. You run off and cussed the church and said everything you could about the church and God's people and the and the preacher. And you said, I'm backslid. Hey, I got news for you, hot shop. Who said it had to be you that was sick? I had a, one of my relations started making good money. Man, he had money. I said to I wish you'd get back in church and get that old guitar and start singing again. You stay off my back about church. I never made no money while I was in church, and I you stay off my back about it. You just stay off my back about it. I said, all right. There are some people God will tell you to let them alone. And God will tell you to let them alone. I'll handle them. And I remember so well. That little girl. Oh, this is the first little thing you ever saw in your life. See, who said it had to be you? 
When that solemn day of sickness comes, it don't have to be you. Why, you can be feeling the best you ever saw in God. Begin to say, well, I can get a hold of your heart through somebody else. Amen. One day, Dad, take that little girl down to the hospital and let her see. He didn't have to stop at this old second-rate doctor. He goes fast. Money. Took that little girl to the doctor, and the doctor said, I can't get her. Said her liver's made her eat up there. To take her back home. To take her own back home. You know what he called me and Sister Blue said, Did you all come over and set up with Snow began to fall. Christmas was right around about this time of year. They brought out all of her toys. They wanted to see them, you know. They didn't want to mention that word, you know, death. No, no, well, stay away from that word, bad. Mm. That little girl. They brought her blue bed in and set up in their bedroom and we sat in there. They set up, they lost so much sleep they couldn't hardly live. And they just fall over the rest of That old girl was so sick. She was breathing so hard the white snow started falling in the North Hills, North Georgia Hills. And suddenly, a horse. Oh, you couldn't see him. And he didn't leave no tracks. Was suddenly headed for a little town in the North Georgia Red Clay Hills after a little girl. All of a sudden, she raised up and said, Daddy, I don't want to drink no water. Oh, he said, Honey, I'll get you one. I'll be right back. Oh, I'll be right back just a minute. She drank that water down. His blue eyes sitting there. She said, Bye, baby. Bye. And that horse was just swung by out of his stomach. Hey, boy. Let me tell you, sit around backslid cold, cussing the church and blaming God. God's able to bring a solemn day to your house. Amen. Sit around and blame God for all your low down living. Blame the church and everybody's mean but you. Could be somebody you love so much God could bring sickness to. Somebody that loves you and is ready to go home God said that. I just uh, bring a solemn day in their house. Amen. Let me tell you something backslid mother and daddy Squeeze that little old fella kind of hard because they may be for a breath. You sit around, live, live haphazardly in and out, off and on, cat and take you and don't will and won't. God's able to ring your number. You say, I don't like this kind of preaching. I'll tell you what you can do. You can get out and sit down on a nail tag at a grocery store and cuss the church, and you're real tough down there. Let's see if you can take it here. Amen. Let's just see how rough you are. I'm going to tell you right now, if you've got the idea of God's one of them poor little old gods and God won't ever do anything, you're sadly mistaken. God means business. Amen. Amen. God means business. The solemn day of six. I got another message God gave you some years ago. What's it going to take to bring you to God? 
what's God going to have to bring in your life to bring you on your knees? Well, you said, never get me on my knees. Oh, maybe not here. But every knee is going to bow. Amen. And that includes yours. Yes. And every tongue is going to confess. That includes yours. Yes. What will you do in that solemn day of sickness? Next, something else we've got to consider here. What will you do in that solemn day of death? Now here's a day, like, did you know that's a word so many folks just don't even like to say it. They don't like to talk about dying. No, talk about something else. Granted, none of us humanly want to die. Neither do I, neither do you. But ignoring all you will, Death is on our trail. It started the day that breath got in your lungs. That's right. Death is on John's trail. Death is on my trail. Death is on your trail right now. There's some of you said it's a long ways off. How do you know? Don't know, do you? Tonight. You said there's some more of that verse. You know, I'll get to it if you need. The solemn day of death. I, I'm privileged to know three doctors. May I'm sure there's many more. Three doctors that I believe with all my heart are born again children of God. I was having supper with one one night. Him and his wife. We're just talking about the drug situation. He said, Ed, drugs are on the rampage. It's awful what they're doing. But he said, if it wasn't for drugs that we can use as doctors, he said, they'd have to build walls in the hospital four foot thick. They'd have to build a hospital way off somewhere and put big fences. Said if people started to die without God, said there'd be the awful screams you ever heard. See, here's what some of you have got. You've got it all figured out right down to a mathematical equation. What you plan now, see, you're going to live your life and have you a time to just, boy, live it up high, oh, just right on up there. You're going to get old and one day you're going to get sick. And they're going to take you to the hospital. And you're going to lay around. And just before you die, you're planning to say, Okay, God, I'm sorry I sinned. And I'm, I've been a mean boy. I've been a mean girl. And I want you to forgive me and go sweeping right into heaven. Honey, it just ain't that way. Yes. Yes. Just ain't that way, boy. Somebody said, Don't you believe in deathbed repentance? I believe God can save a man on deathbed, but I don't recommend it. I don't recommend it. No, sir, preacher, you better not either. Because they may not make it to that deathbed. And there's some fellas that's just going to try to wait right up to that deathbed. Amen. I mean, why? That doctor said if we didn't have narcotics given, administered to us, to the screen, there ain't no way telling how awful it is. When those nerves and that 
And that feeling that, and that cancer begins to gnaw and cut away at those raw in. He said, preacher, it would be indescribable how man would scream for his But he said, because we got drugs, we can learn that thing. Here's what some of you got planned. You're going to get right just before you die. You go into the hospital and have you ever noticed those precious nurses? They'll come with a little container. Maybe the family knows you've got, you're real sick, but you don't know all about it right now. And they'll give you those little pills. and Oh yeah, I'll take my medicine. Suddenly, you begin to feel so sweet. You drift away. Suddenly you come to you don't know how much time has elapsed. First hand got a little nervous. So it's part of your medicine. And you drift the radio. Drift the medicine. See right here's where you plant your son. Right here's where you plant your you know. Do your little thing. One day you wake up again. Somehow you try to pick your arm up and put me with your arm. And you get that arm up somehow and get over the other. And it's just skin and bone. You pull your hand to your face. Your eyes away. Back in your head. Back in that numbed brain, something cries out. You better get the preacher. But about that time, the nurse said it's time for your medicine. Oh God. Oh God. And you drink. Come to and there stands the kids around the bed. They wasn't old enough to come up, but it's a special day you're leaving here, boy. They've got permission to bring them in, and there that little boy stands. And on your dying eardrums, you can hear him say, Daddy, I know. You want to pray so bad, but suddenly the nurse said, It's time for your medicine. And you do. The next time you come to, the doctor is pressing a stethoscope to your chest. You hear somebody crying and there's a skim over your eyes, but you can barely make them out. It's your family. The doctor's pressing so hard now. And all of a sudden, you hear an awful sound. You wonder, and suddenly you realize. 
hey, let me ask you something. What are you going to do in that day? Honey, you better have Jesus. You better have been to Calvary. I mean, you better be able to say it's all right. Suddenly the doctor can't even hear. Life's so far gone. The old heart is barely quivering. He can't hear life and he starts to pull the sheet up over his face. Well, no! Suddenly, darkness. You're heading to the back. There ain't no life coming. Because he's not. Lady said, I never slept for a week after I heard this message. You get right with God and you sleep this way. Now you don't have to leave like that. You can leave first class. Hallelujah. Yeah. I knew of an old saint. <laughs> Bless her heart. Poor little ball of hair right up on top of her head. Lived in an old house with tin roof. No ceiling. The kids were ashamed of her. Her face was wrinkled and she didn't have good English. But I'd go down and sit with her and talk to her and talk about heaven. Oh, she loved the Lord. Oh, she didn't have a dime. The kids wouldn't even let They'd have her to kind of scratch her name on her social security check and they'd take it to speak. Bring her a cold TV dinner and set it down on the old end of a bed and get it or not. She didn't, if we didn't bring her water, she didn't get enough. If my wife didn't go down and change her bed and Clean her up. She didn't get cleaned up. One day the doctor stopped by my house and said, She's a, she can't be here much longer. I'm going to tell you, you leave your first place. Yeah. I ran down and walked around to the door and somebody's stinking family had started gathering in. I ran in and she said, Honey, is that you, Richard Blues? I said, It's me, darling. Oh, she said, Let's sing a little song for Lee. I said, Amen. We sung a little bit of how firm a foundation you saints of the Lord. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Sung a little tad, I've been to Calvary. Amen. After a while, one of the girls started to sit down on the foot of that little straw tick. And she said, honey, don't sit down there. I said, why, mama? Oh, said you all will sit down the great big old angel's lap. <laughs> Oh, I'm a telling you, I'm, a, I'm a telling you, I'm a telling you, you can leave here right. She looked up at me, Brother Blue, and said, do you hear it? And I said, no, darling. Oh, she said, the breeze. I've never heard in this morning. She said, I feel a breeze. I feel a breeze stirring breeze. She said, you must be able to hear it now. I said, it's getting louder. <laughs> she said, Brother Blue, there's a great big angel standing right there by the side of She laughed, you're singing, this world is not my home. I'm just.
Christ of passion through. Yeah. My treasures are laid up and yeah. hand dropped. Yeah. And God's treasure has to the third hell. Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. You can leave here first class. Yeah. What will you do in that solemn day? She died on a straw tick in a tin roof. Glory to God, her next meal was at home. The sound of that death river was far behind her. She settled down in that land for no night ever. Boy, I tell you, a lot of times I fly on old airplanes and I have to travel tourists. But that's one time I'm going first. That's one time. Hallelujah. Lead this old world far behind me. Singing, I'm bound for the promised land. You send preacher. I don't like to think about that day. Honey, you better think about it. You better think about it. I'm going to tell you that solemn day of sickness is on the way. That solemn day of death is on. One more day and I'm going to close. That's the solemn day of judgment. You listen, boy. You listen to me. You said, I've always been pretty good. <laughs> I never did hurt nobody. All the harm I've done was to me. Well, I believe in God. Yeah, I believe in Jesus. Yeah, but you believe up here instead of down here. Yeah. And there is a difference. Yeah, yeah. Even difference. You said, well, I... I I'm a member of the church and I got baptized. Yeah, I read about a crowd like you in the Bible too. And said, Lord, Lord, have we not done many wondrous works in thy name? In thy name prophesied, in thy name cast out devils, and then he shall declare unto them, I never knew you. Don't you pull your little religious papers on God. He said the only thing I'm going to recognize is the blood of my son. It's the blood of hell. Amen. Saul's going to get you in, boy. What are you counting on, preacher? Well, I'm glad tonight. I'm glad tonight, really. I'm so glad. I just, I'm honest before God. I'm so glad I can say I've been to Calvary. Hallelujah. Well, I can say I've seen the Lord. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Hey, let me ask you a question. What are you going to do in that song? Oh, you said, I'm tough. This message hadn't affected me a bit in the world. I mean, I'm just tough. Honey, you better listen to me. God never sent this. God never sent this casually to you. God wants to ask you a question. What are you going to do with Jesus? God said, what are you going to do? In that song, I want the ladies to come to the instruments, please. I'm going to tell you something. 
I don't know now how many times God's let me preach this message. I don't know how many times God's let me bring this message. God gave me the message years ago and I've preached it all over the United States. I can only remember one time that we never seen somebody get right with God. Oh, you said, ain't nobody going to get right with God tonight. Well, let me tell you something. What happened? Let me tell you what happened. A girl was in that service that night. I started to speak to her about her soul. She gritted her teeth and slung her hat and ran out of the church. Now, I can show you exactly where I live. I can go back to that phone and call the pastor of the church and let you ask him if this is so. I lived on Taylor Street in East Chattanooga. I got home and as I drove up and got out of the car and was reaching for the door, the phone was ringing. And I went in. And it was that pastor. Said, you remember that girl? Now, this is the only time I ever preached the message. Somebody would say, I said, yes, sir. Said, they're picking her body up off of the railroad right now. She was ground up. Now, you better listen. Before you walk out on an ordained, God-sent message, Amen. you better think twice before you reach that door now. God is not playing. God means business. Some of you here, God's brought you to this hour. You're not here accidentally, coincidentally. You're here. It's ordered of God, and God wanted you to hear it. And God came with the message. You better not. come our death our judgment but you know beyond a shadow of a doubt would there be any hesitation to say my heart is right with God don't you stick that hand up on some little religious that question. I'm going to ask you if 
Think about it. Now, one girl's already came and gone back. My friend, that's not for you. That'll have to be for you between you and God yourself. While we sing right now, will you come sing it?
been a revival meeting all week long in a church. Every night as I go out the door, I'm like this.